Hey, Brian. Hey, Andrew. Let's talk about our sponsor for this episode. Absolutely. We're so happy to have Zavala's Barbecue Distribution on board with us because we went out and saw the building, saw the place, saw what they're doing, and really loved this concept. Yeah, I mean, it's great. We travel all over Texas. Not everyone has the opportunity to do so. This is bringing bits of Texas and beyond straight to your door. You can do this in real person and go see the actual store, browse and touch and feel, or you can go online. Just go to bbqdistro.com forward slash tales. Yeah, that's going to be your one-stop shop for everything of the best of Texas barbecue, all the best rubs, all the best sauces. Zavala's Barbecue Distribution has the best of the best delivered straight to your door. You can order it online or, like you said, go to Grand Prairie right behind Moss Coffee Co. And you can get straight in person pickled items, rubs, sauces from the best in Texas. And more and more is coming. So, More is coming. So, so make sure you follow Zavala's Barbecue Distribution on Instagram. It's Zavala's, spelled out, Barbecue Distribution. Or go online, and it's bbqdistro.com slash tales. That's going to get you in this. Again, this will be in the show notes. So, guys, give it a click. Check it out. Start getting those rubs. Start getting those sauces. They do sell out. They replenish them as they go along. But if you see your, your favorite joint has got a rub or a sauce that you want to try, Get it in your cart and get it delivered straight to your door. Again, guys, that's Zavala's Barbecue Distribution, and you can find them at bbqdistro.com forward slash tales. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get. Where the can burns is a barbecue where tales from the pits. Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And this is our 2023 wrap-up memorabilia discussion. I don't know. Yeah, just kind of talking about our, our year in barbecue and out of barbecue at this point. Um, just kind of going over some of the shenanigans that went on this year for us, some of the good times we had, some of the memorable bites and uh, memorable experiences. And we'll get into some other stuff, too, um, but just kind of wanted to do a rundown. I think we've done these most years where we kind of talk about, you know, some of the things that stood out to us this year. Um, let's let's kick it off. Let's start with it. Best barbecue item we had this year. Do you want to go first? You no, you're go? going to go first, and then I'll just cherry pick, I think. This is so, this is, I mean, it, this is a tough one. And this, and this is item. It's not a plate. It's any, it could be a side. It right. could be anything. I mean, we, we ate a lot of really good food this year. I mean, cause there's, there's well, yeah, let's actually diverge a little bit and let's talk about that. Right. So this year we had a little bit different plan on barbecue. We, we did less and less. Actually, I don't think we did any just like random stops or places that we didn't have some background on. Right. You know, and, and it was partially, it was, it was for two primary reasons. One is financial and the other is, is just free time. And so we were much more selective this year and we did eat less barbecue, um, but we still spent way too much money. Yeah. And we still, yeah. I mean, when we say we ate less barbecue, it's still more <laughs> than 99% of the population probably, but yeah. well, definitely should eat, but probably does eat. Uh, but yeah, we, we had a, a more focused schedule this year in terms of like, where we wanted to go, places we wanted to get back to, new places we wanted to try, that sort of thing. So like Brian said, there weren't a whole lot of like spontaneous spur-of-the-moment places. And honestly, there's not a whole lot of that left to be done because how many places right now open up without you knowing they're opening months before they open? I Almost all of the places that you hear about now, you hear about them oftentimes before they open or definitely right after they open. 
like the days of just like stumbling upon a really good barbecue joint i mean they're probably over just because the age of social media right and and i mean the thing is is that there because the social media is out there we're going to look at it i mean we're not just going to ignore it um, and we have lots of great friends that we truly respect their opinions and so if they tell us avoid a place we avoid it and if they tell us to go to a place we go to it yeah and if they tell yeah. us to go and it stinks then we avoid them yeah, <laughs> yes. we don't listen to them anymore but no i mean it's yes there is still bad barbecue out in this world but it's there's so much good barbecue that who's going to spend the time eating bad barbecue anymore um so yeah we we ate a ton of great barbecue all over the state this year didn't do a whole ton out of state this year we had uh we had our trip to charleston of course um back in march and and you had a couple of trips, you know, with with Leslie, uh, but other than that, we haven't eaten a, t- a whole ton of barbecue outside of Texas, but plenty within Texas. Of course, our stomping grounds of Houston. Um, we've had a couple of trips at the, the DFW area, a couple of trips to Austin. Um, we did get to go back down south to Rio Grande Valley this year, which we were thrilled about, um, and then two trips out west. Um, and that was all in a pretty condensed amount of time. It was like West Texas. And then a few weeks later, South Texas, and then back to West West Texas. It was a quite a bit of travel in a small amount of time, but, but I digress. There was, there was a lot of really, really good barbecue. It's so hard for me to pick one item, but, but since I must, I will, um, our last trip to burnt bean, we had our usual amazing spread because we did the Sunday breakfast, of course, again, um, and we got to go with uh, Cole Parkman, which was cool because Cole had never been. So it was great to, to have a, you know, a, a newcomer having their first experience there. And uh, one of the items, in addition to all of the stuff we ordered, uh, Ernest was kind enough to let us try an item that he is workshopping to put on the menu. And that was an oxtail mole taco. And it was just ridiculous. Uh, one, one of the best things I've eaten in or out of barbecue this year. Um, just super rich. The mole had incredible flavor. The oxtails were cooked super tender. It was just a badass dish, um, as is almost everything you'll ever have at Burnt Bean. But uh, but that was one that really stood out to me this year. And um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. <clears throat> and you can come back and cheat if you want. So I'm going to have two because one we've had before, but um, which is the, the hash and rice from Palmera Barbecue. Um, I had it at, at when he did the uh, uh, the Space Cowboy series or whatever. Oh, yeah, the collaboration called. with yeah, Interstellar. Collaboration with Interstellar, yeah. yeah. And brought some home. And, I mean, I just it's it's just so good and unique. But I've had it before. Yeah, and we had uh, a, yeah. a bite of it at, at Charleston, too, yes. the wine and food. You know, but, but, yes. Yeah, so so the second one is um, the ribs at Barb's BQ. Um, you know, they... the. As simple as it is, and I know people are going to copy this now, probably, but... Yeah, and we're not even saying they were the first to do it, but it's definitely yeah. the first time we had it. Right. It, well, and because they were cooked so well on top of that, but the, the, mm-hmm. a little sprinkle of lime zest on the ribs. They call them Molotov ribs, and that pop just... And, and it's that citrusy, bright pop. Yeah. just was so good. Yeah. So good. I mean, the, the overall tray was pretty damn great, uh, but those ribs were something we hadn't had before. Like, like you said, couldn't have been cooked more you know more tender perfect perfect amount of chew on it and then the flavor was awesome so yeah again in a year of of great barbecue it's hard to pick one item but you're definitely not wrong on that one yeah things that things that we would go back to in a heartbeat um best experience this year either bar well we'll split it to barbecue barbecue and non-barbecue yeah that's good yep 
best barbecue experience this year? All right, you go first this time. I went first last time. Well, then I'll just steal yours probably. But um, the, the barbecue pachanga that um, that was held at, between the Gage Hotel and Brick Vault Barbecue and had, I mean, you already mentioned him, but had Ernest Cervantes from Burnt Bean, had yeah. Leonard Batello from Truth, and had... Uh, had Phil from from, uh, from Brick Vault. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was. I mean everything about that whole experience was fantastic. Getting this, getting to actually, it's such a rare treat for us that that we actually get to spend two days in one city when we do one of these road trips. Uh, so yes, of course the the drive out to Marathon is very long, but once we got there, we were able to kick back, relax, and actually enjoy the area for two days, and not not the least of which being the actual Pachanga event. Yeah, it was it was so much fun, and the town is so unique and we were able to spend enough time to actually absorb the town. Right. You know, we're, we're in and out so fast. It's Chris crazy, but, um, but this was a little bit of a break for us and we'd love to do more of those. Right. Um, the other one I'll throw out there too, um, because is helping people. So, you know, I got to help Brett's barbecue at the Houston, uh, barbecue cook-off and we got to help Jim and Dozier's barbecue at, at Troubadour and getting kind of that, you know, small piece of what it's like to be in the barbecue business is so much fun. And it also keeps us honest and out of trying to get in the barbecue business. Yeah. And, and w- <laughs> while we're on the topic, just got to, got to give one more shout out to our buddy, Jim Buchanan. Um, if you, if you guys didn't know, uh, Jim has recently left Dozier's, uh, he and his wife, Colleen have decided to, to make a life change and move out to New Mexico. Uh, so they, they moved out there, uh, I think about November or so of this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, we miss having him in Houston as one of our favorites in the Houston barbecue world and just one of our favorite people in general. Uh, but super happy for Jim and Colleen. You know, it's, uh, it's a great new adventure for them. And uh, it was it was a thrill to, to get to, you know, it's not the first time that we've been able to rub elbows with Jim serving barbecue. Right. But uh, but it might maybe it was the last time. If it maybe. was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was a great day helping How about out that Jim. wild turkey. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, it gives me a great excuse to get back to Albuquerque. I absolutely love Albuquerque. And so, uh, <clears throat> we'll be able to, hopefully the wife and I will go out there this year and, and visit Jim and Colleen. Yeah. So again, in a year of great experiences, those were two that stood out. Non barbecue. And I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with, I mean, most of our most of our barbecue and hell even most a lot of our non barbecue experiences when it comes to food end up being together in some shape or form. This is actually one you were not a part of, but I definitely I want to find a way to get you there because you would geek out on this as much as I did. So um, back in September, um, went up to New York for a few days um, with my dad. And uh, if you didn't, if you're not aware, I'm from New York originally. Haven't you know, I've lived in Texas since I was eight years old. But anyway from New York originally my family's from New York originally and so try to get back there every few years just to see the city and things like that so went back with my dad and I had heard about this place called uh, Lechonera La Piranha which is a Puerto Rican cook in the Bronx that on the weekend he's an HVAC technician during the week and on the weekends on literally on the street he cooks it's a different kind of heating and ventilation <laughs> yes <laughs> he he cooks pigs in a old pizza oven on the side of the street. Um, and it, it, that's the most accurate way I can describe it. Um, and it is an absolute trip. I mean, the guy puts on a show. I mean, he, he carries the, the whole hog all the way from, you know, from the pizza oven down the street to his little trailer. He's chopping it with a machete. I mean, it's just, it, 
there there's no bs about it it's cheap food it's good food the whole neighborhood comes out there's music playing there's a guy drunk as a skunk in a motorized cart at like eight in the morning hanging out there like it's just the whole vibe and i said i wasn't there (laughs) it's a whole scene man um but it was such a blast the food was super good and it was just one of those like ethereal experiences that i absolutely loved and uh I hope I can get back. I definitely want to get Brian over there because you trip out on it too. And I mean, that's the thing that we really have been enjoying so much our our experiences, you know, and that it goes kind of goes back to the barbecue pachanga, right? It's, yeah. it's not just a single thing. It's not a single meal, nope. um, you know, and, and there's a couple here, but it always goes back to Charleston. And this year, you know, like no other, we, we had a phenomenal time in Charleston we got to eat at the new Rancho Lewis. Um, yeah, what was, a damn meal that was. That was Both amazing. Times. Yes. <laughs> we went back. Um, Jackrabbit Philly, Chubby Fish, the interviews we did. Um, we were on stage for the podcast uh, cafe. Um, we And we ate oysters more probably this trip than ever, <laughs> you know, um, different places. Um, it's just it's such a great food city. It is. We, we yeah. love going to Charleston. We love everything about Charleston. We love the city. We love the people. We well, love the food. Maybe not every single thing, well, but we love most of the things. Most about of Charleston. the things about yes. Charleston. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's what an amazing city. What an amazing time that we've had there every time we've gone. And like you said, this year, like no other, being able to be an even more integrated part of the festival. Like, it, again. And the interviews we did, the it, people we talked it, to. It's just yeah. one of those things where like, because like, like we could talk to Robert Moss probably every week. Yes, yes, you know? I, I would love to Robert if you ever listen to this. If you want to just have a weekly chat, doesn't have to be on the air. I would just love <laughs> yeah. to talk to you every week about food related items and and alcohol and alcohol. Like, like yeah. the, the his knowledge of history is so deep, and it the is. way he describes it is so entertaining. Well, and and you, you you can tell the passion he has yeah, for what he's yeah. talking about, and not the knowledge and the passion, and it just it's infectious. But but yes, Charleston, like you said, the experiences we had there this year second and none yeah i mean but and you've already mentioned i i think you already mentioned the annalise or at least we were talking about it before we started recording um going down there and and having a james beard nominated chef cook like just literally just cook things for us while we were there not even on the menu um not everything uh, so of course she cooked stuff from the menu too, but th- that experience as well, just from end to end, yeah, was I mean, so what, what a special place, what a special person. I mean, it's just it, amazing food um, cooked by amazing people, and that's that's kind of kind of the theme I think of twenty twenty four. Hopefully for us, is is yeah. amazing people doing amazing things within the food world. Um, but uh, but we'll get into that in a yeah. little bit. Continuing to talk about amazing people. How about um, your favorite episode? this year that we recorded not from somebody else (laughs) (laughs) favorite episode we recorded for me it's it's easy and it's because these are this these are two people that i've had the utmost respect for for a very very long time and we've known them for a long time and and to be able to sit down with them and have the conversation we did it meant a lot to me it was really it was really a cool cool day to so you had to spend some time. We're talking about uh, Evan Leroy and Sawyer Lewis from uh, Leroy and Lewis Barbecue, um, who we had on towards the beginning of this year. We actually recorded the episode a couple of months before we could air it because they had the the news that they were opening their brick and mortar, um, and so you know we recorded it and then waited until they were ready until we posted it. And uh, and I mean, obviously, it was great to be able to to share the news of their brick and mortar, but just to hear them talk about their philosophy of business, of team building, of staff building, it was. 
it, it was just awesome. I hope it was inspiring for other businesses that might have listened to that episode because I found it inspiring and I don't even own a business. It, well, and we've heard that feedback from a lot of people. And that's, yeah. that, that's who we want to focus on in our show. There's, there's plenty of great barbecue out there. There's plenty of great people. But what we really like is talking to people that, that have a true passion, that are doing this because of the passion. And, and that excites us, and we can hear it in their voice. We can hear it in their stories. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be pure barbecue. And that's something that, again, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep branching out on. And, and one of those is Jackrabbit Philly. Yeah, another great crew of people. Um, you know, that was, that was your top episode of the year. So I'll, I'll let you go into a little bit about, you know, we recorded them obviously at the, the podcast cafe or podcast. Yeah. Cafe. That's what it was called. It's, it's just that blending of cultures and, and fire can be involved. And of course they now have King barbecue. So they're, they're actually do have a barbecue restaurant that right. is, is part of their business empire. But ultimately it's just listening to people and listening to how they bring their culture into the food that they're cooking. And, and sometimes it can just be fun. Like some of the things they do aren't, I wouldn't say aren't serious, but they're not like hardcore traditionalists and, right. but it's not fusion fusion. It's not just silly. It's not a, it's not liquid cheese poured over a hamburger bun. Right. No, it's, it's the food <laughs> it's like, that they enjoy eating and enjoy cooking. Yeah. And that has a connection to them. If that connection may be, you know, I, I like to eat this on a Saturday night or if that connection may be my grandma taught me this dish. I mean, th- it doesn't always have to be one or the other. It can be right. both. Um, and, and yeah, the, the Jackrabbit crew, Shwai, Corey, Brandon, it was so much fun sitting down with them, getting to know them a little bit. And, and, of, and of course, you know, getting to eat at Jackrabbit was just awesome. And I, I can't wait until the next trip back to Charleston where we can go to King Barbecue. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely one of my favorites, too, was, was getting to sit down and talk to uh, that crew over at uh, Jackrabbit and King Barbecue. Moving on to our next topic. What's the most surprising thing for us this year? I'll I'll let you go because I mean I like I said that we we had kind of a, a what a come to Jesus discussion earlier in the year about you know what we really want to do and and how we want to do it and that we were kind of getting burned out just because the the barbecue was so barbecue is so great but a lot of it is very similar. And that's wonderful for the businesses, especially if you're bringing barbecue to a, a part of the state or a city that doesn't have it. But ultimately, it it's getting repetitive for us. I wouldn't say boring necessarily. It was just getting repetitive. And, and you know, sometimes we hear the same similar stories and similar backgrounds. And there's nothing against these people. But, it, you know, we want to see we want to see and hear new things and passionate things and i mean that's just that's just who we are and how we are and and, well, and it's and honestly yeah. it's it's why we started this whole show to begin with is because we wanted to hear stories that inspired us that that were entertaining and informative to us and and, and we've done that for for many yeah. years now we've been so lucky to have been able to have so many amazing episodes and conversations with people around the barbecue world and i'm not saying that we're not going to keep having those conversations but but like you said brian it's oh thank you for calling me out thank you no 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 i mean andrew (laughs) no like like you said it's 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 gotten to the point where not to say we've had all the conversations we want to have or we've had everyone on the show we ever want to have on yeah i don't want it to sound Uh, like that but because it's not but but it's it's time for us to get from a barbecue standpoint to get more focused about what we want to do and just from a show standpoint in general to to find and keep finding things that 
inspire us and, and, and give us that same excitement that we've always had for barbecue. And, and we've been lucky that we've been able to find that outside of barbecue as well. And, and again, we'll get into that. But And there's things that connect it together. And so that's, right. what's, yeah, that's what's so cool. Right, right. There, there are these little threads. And, and a lot of it is, a lot of it has to do with, with just food in general. There's, there's connection. I mean, we were actually talking about this today. I can't remember if it was an on-air and off-air conversation about about what what is American cuisine, and, and different people have different answers to that question. But America is a country filled with people from other countries. Right. You know, I mean, it, one could argue like the only true American cuisine is American Indian cuisine, uh, right? right? Or, yeah, but it's it, it's yeah. one of those things where like how how do you define what American food is? You know, to some people it might be apple pie and hot dogs. To, you know, guess what? Hot dogs is a German emulsification. You know, like anyway, we're not going to yeah. go down those Pizza. rabbit holes. Yeah, 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 yeah like, like, like exactly. Yeah. There, there's so many things that, that we think of as quote unquote American food, but you can tie them back to different cultures and and you know different countries. And and so thinking about that, even with barbecue, as as we see these different cultures coming into barbecue, there's there's threads and ties to it, and we we enjoy exploring those like within or without the you know the confines of the show. But it's fun for us to, and I hope that we're able to do this more, you know, to to bring these threads inside and weave them within what we're doing from a show standpoint. Because I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's interesting as hell, and I think. I like to think after all these years of us doing this, we've we've kind of found our way in telling stories, uh, you know, helping to share these stories. And I don't think it has to be just this one simple barbecue format to do that. And that's uh, that's kind of what we'll get into here a little and, bit and more. To a certain but. extent, you know, shaping, helping shape barbecue. I mean, you know, as much as we pushed sausage and craft sausage, as much as we pushed direct heat, as much as we pushed whole hog, you know, I'm not saying we are are solely responsible for any of that increase of course not but 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 it's it's great to talk about it and and there are some people that we talk to that are inspired right if you want to call it finger on a pulse you know finger on a what on the pulse oh okay not on the pole no okay no weirdo but but yes we've had this this front row seat for a lot of things uh in the barbecue world and we're very very fortunate and very thankful to have had those seats um, but I think there's there's more stories to tell, and, and I think we'll uh, I think we're going to find some ways to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean that is leading back to the topic at hand. The most surprising thing this year is that we're still finding these experiences. Uh, we, we we might have we might find them in in ways that you know it's not as simple as you, we go on a barbecue run and we find these experiences. It might be we go down to South Texas and eat a, eat a bunch of badass Mexican food from a bunch of people that are just cooking it because that's what they love to do and that's what they were raised to do you know it might be something like that and it could be something totally different next year that inspires us and, and not that we would do this but what, what do they call that when like you take peyote and you go walk in the desert the doors <laughs> <laughs> i am the lizard man lizard no, king lizard king sorry that was a terrible uh that was probably the worst um but no uh, like a some kind of walk or self whatever edit this out or not but i don't care <laughs> but like but like yes i mean I, we want it we want to get out there and there's lots of lots of ways to explore this that that we're talking about but let's talk about something we don't like to talk about all right what we got the worst thing we ate this year or worst experience we, or worst we talked about this on the drive up here uh by the way we're in fort worth right now um it's 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 gotten thankfully it's gotten harder to to decide on a worst anything. Previous years we'd have like oh it could be this 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 yeah, this or this. 
we haven't eaten that much bad barbecue this year. Uh, thank God. Um, but the one thing I can think of, and if you can't think of anything else, we can just both go all in on this well, one. I, I've had two experiences, one more recent, but I, I think we both share this experience because of the shock and awe. Yeah. Like, it was just truly shock and awe. Yeah. So, so there's a place, and, and of course, we are not going to name the place. because And you the, can't DM us. We're not going to tell gonna you. We're not going to tell you. No. Um, but uh, there, there was a place that we previously had some extremely good experiences at. Extremely good. And we went there this year. And we were absolutely shocked by how not good it was. I mean, we're talking inedible levels of not good. And not just one item. Yeah. It, it was pretty much everything that we had. It was... There, there literally was nothing redeeming no. about the meal, the experience, I- yeah. anything of that. We, from we never end posted end. the picture of anything of the food. You it's never the first eat. time I think we've ever done that. Uh, right, yeah, I think that's the first time yeah, we've you, gone and haven't even posted the picture. You, you, none of yeah. none of you probably even know we were ever there. Um, but but yeah, it was it was very surprising. And again, any any business is capable of a bad day, right? I mean, of course. But we've we actually have heard from other people that have been to this same place that have also had some not great experiences. And, and I do want to go back. I know you're not wanting to, but I, I just have to believe I, that that I was an so. exception. I, not, I hope so. Not the, not, and again, not you never know what a, what a business is going through, what right, a person is right. going through. So, so maybe it was just at a time in the business's life where, where they, they just weren't able to produce the food that we have. We know they're capable right. of producing. That, that's the worst part is when you, you know what, they can produce, and they produce something. If you go somewhere for the first time ever, and and it's not good, that's different, right? Because they've never been. You had no, great. yeah, yeah. You, you had no baseline for their quality standard. This place we did, and this was so far off of what we've come to expect from that place that it was it was very shocking, very very sad to see. And hopefully, again, hopefully we do get back there, and hopefully we have a much better experience. But it was uh, it was pretty shocking. Yeah. All right, so Ned, let's got we got that out of the way. There is another worst thing, so let's just do the worst to the worst. All right, let's do yep. it. Let's do it. So the worst uh, now we're talking about trends, and the worst trend this year. And I'm going to let Andrew go first. We've probably said this before, but we'll go for it again because I still I, I still see it. I still don't particularly enjoy it. Um, there's there are some. Very popular trends in the barbecue world, in the food world in general, not just barbecues, unique to barbecue. Um, but there, there's such a tendency, especially for younger businesses, to kind of play that follow the leader when it comes to, oh, this place, what they did looks cool, or they got a lot of attention for this, or what have you. And you see a lot of that piggybacking and following the leader and that's kind of what we refer to as like the follow the leader that we see in barbecue. I wish we'd see less of it. I'm not saying every single barbecue joint has to have 50 unique items on their menu. But when places are so known for certain things and you start putting those certain things like on your menu, it's so incredibly obvious what you're doing um, that it's just one of those like, could could, could you not come up with yeah. something else? I mean, and my, my favorite example of that was um, we, we were down in the valley and, and Joe Zavala was with us and we brought up the pork belly cinnamon rolls. Yeah. And so I said, hold on. And I found 12 different examples of people posting that within like the same week <laughs> of, you know, a couple of weeks, anybody of people making pork belly cinnamon rolls. And it's not that that's a horrible idea. I don't know. It doesn't sound great to me, but 
the fact is, is that somebody posted, I can't remember who posted it first. Um, 20 people will tell you they did. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem. Like, I, I think I know, but, um, but I don't want to say it cause then somebody else will say, no, 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 I did. But, but it was so, so many people copied it and posted it. And it was like, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's okay as long as you're not, everybody's serving it on their menu or something, but it was just silly to see it that fast. And they yeah. were all exactly the same using the same recipes. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't trying to do anything different, you yeah. know, about it, but. Yeah, and and I don't think we've ever said this publicly, so I'll do it now because why not? Um, we've joked about it before, and and we've seen it happen so much. With I mean, we all know Daniel Vaughn is is the person whose attention you most want to get if you're a barbecue business. Texas Monthly, obviously. So we we see it. We see Daniel will post an article about a certain item and then boom, 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 boom. Over the next several days, we will see that item start showing up on all people's sudden, menus. Yes, all of a sudden. What, they all spontaneously had the same idea. And so, Daniel, if you're, if you're listening to this, please, for my own personal enjoyment <laughs> on April Fool's, please post like some terrible, terrible idea yes, yes, yes. and see how many people start making that terrible idea. Yes. Raspberry jelly ribs or just, something. You know. Just because yes. I like to watch the world burn. So let, yes. let's do it. Come on. You know, and, and I will say um, along that lines that it's not barbecue related, but I, I saw this pop up so much and it just annoys the crap out of me. Um, I actually kind of mentioned it earlier is where they take like a cup of liquid cheese they have it upside down on the hamburger bun. They lift it up, and the liquid cheese just pours all on the right, outside that, that, of the hamburger. That's a pure Instagram. Oh God! TikTok, yeah. whatever the hell the popular apps are these days. Thing. Skibbity toilet. <laughs> so yes, there's uh, there's our our last worst that we'll go through. Um, best trend this year. Let's go. Let's go more to the optimistic side. Sure. Go ahead, Brian. You can start sure. with this. Caviar. Well, we're to blame for that. Even even though Joe Zavala got the article in Texas Monthly, we're to yeah, blame for yes, it. Yes, yes, no, no, um, <laughs> no. Really, um, you know, it, I, I think it's going to be synchronous between the two of us. Uh, but just the expansion of hours, um, the expansion of locations, the expansion of menus, and more and more. We we just were talking about this on the drive up. More and more um, bars. If you're into that. We're, we're just seeing, again, where barbecue keeps growing from this lunch-only, served-on-butcher paper, very limited menu to a, a better experience. Yeah. And, and again, not, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole too far, but, but as, as price needs to rise because of cost of things, expectation of experience rises with it. Yep. And so, yes, these, these items that we talked about of you know, new concepts and new and expanded menus, expanded hours. Those are some of the things that help expand that experience. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're both big fans of seeing what we've seen in, in the barbecue world this year of those bar menus, dinner menus, longer hours, more days, Le- like, less of the sellout model, which is, which is a business decision. That's right. All it is. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yes. And yes, there are still people that are following the sellout model. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but if your business is successful with that model, of course, um, but but from a consumer standpoint, it is nice to have more options and more availability of really good barbecue. So let's kind of do a um, a, a Christmas themed. Yeah, we're, we're recording this trilogy over the here. Yeah, yeah so. let's uh, let, let's go right. a little uh, little Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna go a little Christmas Carol on you guys. We'll start with. And we're not course. gonna sing though. <laughs> <laughs> Take Marley. 
Uh, Ghost of I'm, Barbecue. Jacob Marley? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought not, you were saying Bob Marley. Not Bob Jake, Marley. Jake I, although Marley. I don't know why I sound like Mr. Ed there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll start with the, the Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, I'm sorry. The Ghost of Barbecue Past. Old school place that we want to get to next year. Could be a place that we've already been, that we want to go back to, place we haven't been, that we want to get to. You know, um, Sid's to me was just such an epic visit. It was it to me. It was as cool as going to Kalakni the very first time. Yeah, but maybe even cooler because it it, it seemed to have a little more history. <laughs> yeah, the, it, but, the Sids yeah. was, and again, thank you, Rich Pettit. Um, yes, because because they gave us the tour. Like if we had just eaten on the picnic table outside of the restaurant and yeah. not seen the actually had Sid come out and talk to us right and not had the pit room and not saw the old closed up restaurant like it would have been a different experience it, it wouldn't yeah. have been bad but it was so cool to go back there and I, like I said stuck in my head are two things the Wurlitzer and the hog that was mounted on the wall <laughs> it was it was quite the experience going to Sid's um, yeah, yes, a place I would love to get back to. And luckily, Grady's is like 20 minutes from there. So if you're going to one, you're going to both. Um, but but yes, and we've we've had so much fun exploring some of the classic old school barbecue joints of the Carolinas. Um, but yeah, Sid's was was one of one of kind of one of kind experiences. And part of it is we really didn't know what to expect too. Like right, I mean, you know, right. to expect, Skylight Inn, we knew what to expect. Didn't make it not a great experience. It was a great experience. But Sid's, we we uh, Richard told us about it, but you hadn't seen like videos on it and Instagram posts left and right about it. And so to go there and have the experience that we had was just such a really cool. One of those, mm -hmm. one of those ones that's like always going to stand out for us. So, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a good one. And I, I think one that, that is so easy for us to get to, but I still cherish it literally every time we go is Lockhart. Yep. I mean, yes, Smitty's hopefully they will be around for another hundred years, but it, it just oozes literally so much history. I mean, the, the, the smoke stalactites, you know, the creosote stalactites hanging from the ceiling and the way the light comes in and it just gives that, that yeah. such an epic visit. Well, and another one that's so easiest for us to get to that I'm almost ashamed that we haven't been in the last couple of years is Louis Miller. Yeah, yeah. I, it just, it's just one of those we've been going so many places and for a reason our travels have not taken us through Taylor. But we need to make a point next year. We absolutely have to get back to Louis yeah, Miller. It's been yeah. way too long. And what, what's terrible is like, you know, because Taylor Cafe closed down, we used to always do a one-two stop. Yeah. And and that's gone forever now. Yeah. Um, I did see that um, there's there's a, a restaurant, and they do some smoked meats called Mixtape. Um, I just saw them post this week that they actually had tried to get the Taylor Cafe location. Hmm. Um, and that would have been cool to see somebody kind of come in and still do barbecue there. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the same, but it would right, still, right. like, the walls would still talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, we got, we've got we got to get back to Louis Miller next yeah. year. It's It's been way, way, way too long. Well, we still have a couple weeks this year. We, we do. <laughs> we, we do. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we will. We will get to Louis Miller in 2024. I, I don't care. Hell or high water. we got to do it. Um, right. and, and taking it to places we've never been. We, I mean, we've never done a proper Kansas City barbecue style tour. And when I say that, I don't want to go to the new school Texas places doing no. barbecue in the Kansas City area. Sorry. It's not a, that's not a knock on any of them, but I want to have the Kansas City experience. Right. I don't expect to, to, to love that style of barbecue. I've had it a few times and I've not loved it, but, but I do need to eat more of it. I right. need to experience right. more and of I it. And I want to, I want to, again, experience the history, see the history, yes. you know, the crunch of the gravel as you walk through the parking lot and, and doors that kind of creak maybe. And, you know, some of those things, the other one, 
Um, again, we were kind of chatting about this one earlier, you know, the, it, not on the show, but Chicago. And I, I remember I've seen some pictures from Lerma where they had like the glass windows and you could see through it into the into the pit room or the restaurant or the I can't remember exactly what the picture was, but it was it was just you could tell that's just how it's been done yeah. for, for years and years and years. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's obviously still classic stuff that we need to get to, um, and need to get back to. So those are, those are a couple of them. Uh, moving on to the ghost of barbecue present places or experiences that help define the current landscape of barbecue. I mean, right now there's, there's nothing bigger shaping barbecue than Goldie's, the Goldie's crew, Dylan Taylor still has impact. Um, and to a certain extent, that style of barbecue, but the classes that they're doing and other people are doing as well, but just that, again, since 2017 maybe, it's just such this big shift. And, it is, yeah. And people are learning how to cook good barbecue, and that's great. And they're taking that barbecue to all, literally all corners yeah. of the world. But, and, yeah. and credit, I want to give credit to, to the Goldie's crew, to Jalen, Lane, Johnny, and all of them. They're not just obviously the people that take their classes is one thing, but the people that have gone and worked there right. that are now starting to branch out on their own to to a person. Everyone that we've talked to has had nothing but great things to say about their experience working there, how they felt empowered, how they felt inspired to to go on and do bigger things. And, and really, that's that is that, not a bigger compliment you can pay right. to right. to your mentors, to your employer. Um, than that and, and we're at this generation now to where like there are new restaurants and that's where they trained or went to class and right. it, it that wasn't that didn't exist a few years ago so it's it's amazing how things change and how, right. how things kind of evolve and, and honestly we again another conversation we had off air today one of the things that i've personally been so happy about is every one of these places that we've gone to uh, talking about barbs talking about redbird barbecue and talking about uh sober uh barbecue here in fort worth Every one of these places has has taken the knowledge that they gained working at Goldie's, and, and some of them might have worked other places too. I know uh, Amir worked at Fiji's for a while, Barb's worked at Zavala's for a while, and, and at other places. Um, but taking that knowledge that they've gained from their previous experiences and and doing doing things on their own with it, right. not just having okay, I worked at this place, so my food's going to taste exactly like this. That's not happening. That's not what Red Bird tastes like. That's not what Barb's tastes like, and that's not what Subber tastes like. And it's exciting as a barbecue fan to go to these places and be like, okay, I'm not just going to go to Goldie's Junior or Goldie's Second Goldie's Generation. Number two. Yeah, yeah, like these like are the Chinese restaurants with number two, number <laughs> right. three, number yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. That, it's 100 yeah. percent not that. Yeah, uh, all of those places we've had different experiences and different food at, and the food's been excellent everywhere yeah. that we've gone. And uh, and it's just there's no denying it. The the impact that Goldie's and, and the people that have learned from Goldie's, whether that's through classes or through working and or working at Goldie's has had, I mean, right now it is shaping the current barbecue landscape here in Texas. And, and I mean, there's, there's plenty of other influences. There's other people doing classes. There's other people becoming successful through those classes. But I, I think singularly, that's what the biggest impact we see is that in, in the current trend of barbecue and current yep. um, evolution of barbecue. And of course, the, the third and final ghost. The and, and remember, if you if you if you're actually a fan of the Christmas Carol, it's not the ghost of Christmas future. It's the ghost of Christmases yet to come. So here we go with the ghost of barbecue yet to come. Thoughts, predictions on what we'll see in the coming year. Well, I mean, you could talk about thoughts as in 
what we believe are going to be the trends or what we would hope to be the trends. And those are not necessarily the same thing. They may or may not be the same thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I think we're going to, I'll tell you first on things that I think are going to be the trends. I think we're going to continue to see um, barbecue expansion, meaning uh, extra locations, um, maybe some satellite locations, but shout out Evie Mays, Miramar Beach, Florida, the most, the most recent one, (laughs) but, um, you know, Terry Black's continues to grow and just become such a monster in barbecue. Uh, every every barbecue restaurant's going to be Terry Black's by the <laughs> year 2030. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be like that John Malkovich movie, Malkovich, Malkovich, yeah, Malkovich, Malkovich. But anyway, go on. Yeah. But but I mean, and I and I think to that extent with um, with the economies of scale and everything else, I do think that we may see some um, uh, some um, mergers and acquisitions of businesses as well. I think that um, it will make sense. In, in the current environment where we may see some buyouts and it's not a bad thing, uh, but we're going to, con- because some of these places have five, six locations. I mean, if you count, if you count like the, the arenas and everything else, I mean, that's what we're seeing right now. I mean, in Houston, obviously Killens, but Hurtado, Zavala's now, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's more and more of these places that are having multiple locations. Haim, I think, are they on five now? Four or five. I, I'm honestly yeah, yeah. not sure, but yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and so there's there's a lot of these. I mean, we just saw Salt Lake is opening up in Fredericksburg. Um, you know, there's a lot of this expansion that's going on. And ultimately, standard capitalism rules is that there's going to have to be some consolidation as well. Um, what we what goes up must come down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, at the same time, now let's talk about the positive, because what we think and where we think the the positive trend, at least the things that interest us. But we do think these are going to be the positive trends. The places are going to really get highlighted are those that bring in their culture and add a layer on top. It's not just throwing something on top. It's adding a layer on top and, and making it their own, but not straying too far. Yeah. I think what we've seen the last couple of years, we're going to see more and more of, like you said, the the cultural influences that that we see in America, we're seeing in barbecue. It's And I think we're going to see more of that. And that's a great thing. You know, for, for so long, barbecue was just... One type of food, you know, a couple of meats, couple of sides, cooked the same way for you know for years and years, and there was no real growth and expansion. And then that's obviously exploded the last decade or so. And what we've seen the last several years is, is the cultural influences, because I mean, especially the big cities in Texas right, right. have such diverse ethnicities of of people that live there from Pakistani, Vietnamese, Chinese. Japanese, I mean, the, just all these Mexican, Korean, Korean, Korean yeah. all these different cultures that you know that have an interest in Texas barbecue, but also have their own things to offer to right. you know to food, and so that's that's something that we've seen, and it's been awesome to see. It's interesting as hell, makes the menus fun, yes, you know, and and especially when when it's not just someone that thinks, oh, this is popular right now, let me do this. You know, these these are people right, that are cooking right. this food because this is the food that means something to them, and they're finding ways to incorporate it with right. Texas barbecue. And, and now they have that background and and training of quality barbecue. So it's in the past, maybe some of these things have been tried, but the barbecue was was the barbecue itself wasn't good. Right. So what they were adding to it, they were just they were starting with a poor product. Right. But now we're seeing where they can start from a quality product. And I'm going to challenge you, um, and we and it's okay because we might be wrong and we'll probably be wrong. Um, and I, but I have an idea. Who do you think was kind of the first um, non-Texas cultural barbecue restaurant? At least that we can remember or know of. 
Um, God. I'll throw it out there. I think Valentina's, maybe. It, yeah. it, it, it very well might be Valentina's. Now, of course, someone's going to... I know, us, that's what I said. Yeah. I said we could be wrong, you know. Um, I mean, Blood Brothers was out there early as well, but Valentina's right. was before Blood Brothers, right? Valentina's so, yeah. was before Blood Brothers. And I will say, not Valentina's, but when we first had that first wave of Tex-Mex barbecue come into Texas, yes, Valentina's was doing a great job with it, but, but like you talked about, a lot of it was mediocre cooked meats, smoked meats, that were doused in queso and <laughs> salsa wrapped in tortillas, and it kind of covered up what was not such a great product. What we're seeing now in a lot of these places, Sabra was a great example of that, is the meats are cooked really well and they're incorporating right, yeah, those they're flavors. They're starting from from you know top fifty level barbecue is right. what they're starting from, right. and then they're adding their their culture and their flavors. Yeah. Yeah. So so that I think we're going to keep seeing more of that. It's awesome to see. It's a hell of a lot of fun, and and, and again, it, it's. Broaden your horizons, folks. This is a great, you know, if you're just a barbecue fan, but you haven't eaten a bunch of different ethnic foods, this could be kind of your gateway into trying that. If you don't want to go to an Indian restaurant, but you see someone doing barbecue with Indian flavors, then then that's your your opportunity to try it. You've got some familiarity with the barbecue, and then you can branch out a little bit. I mean, for me, like Korean um, and some of the sides and things I had never had until I had them with Texas barbecue. Yeah. And so it was was great to kind of branch out. And go, oh, I kind of like these flavors. And, right. and then I can go eat more authentic food that's not barbecue. Right, but, right. And so I, I hope we see more and more of it. It's It definitely keeps things interesting. And it just adds layers of complexity to to barbecue, which keeps getting further and further away. You can't from stop just, it. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. Can't, you can't close the door back on barbecue. No. Um, and I don't think, at least in Texas, if you opened up a, a Texas barbecue restaurant and you had a... a a four meat and two or three side standard traditional Texas barbecue restaurant. I'm not even sure that would, would survive now, regardless of the quality. Yeah, it would depend on where you put it. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, if you just, if you open today only serving brisket, rib sausage, potato salad, coleslaw beans, you would struggle, I think, you know, with, with just those staple items and zero creativity to your menu. But, you know, but, but it is what it is. So, We'll uh we'll we'll see where it goes, but I think yep. that's that's part of where it's going. And hey, well, talking about where it goes and where it's going. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's get into it. So yeah, we've we've rambled on for I don't know how many minutes now. Actually, uh, we're, yeah, well, you'll edit it at some point, maybe, <laughs> but we're over forty minutes. Yeah, probably. yeah. So, yeah. So, so so this is our our last topic of the year. Weird to say, but but yes, last topic of the year. We. Uh, we always do this towards the end of the year. We start thinking about, you know, what we want to do next year from a barbecue standpoint or from a show standpoint, you know, what, what we want to highlight or what we want to feature and this, that. And we do have a list of barbecue episodes and things like that that we do want to do next year. Um, will we do all of them? Probably not. We didn't do all of them this year. We always start with a list of like 20 yeah. and we'll do like 10. Um, but but we do have a, a list of that. But that being said, we, we've been talking about this probably since really early on this year. Um, and it's just gotten, it's kind because of, it was that same thing. Like, like how are we going to keep this entertaining for us? How right. are we going to keep it entertaining for everybody else? There's a lot of people doing podcasts. There's a lot of people doing YouTube. There's a lot of people doing interviews and, and that's perfectly fine. But how do we carve out the, a niche for the things that we enjoy? Right. And, and I think in a way we'll do it like we did this. Uh, half ass with, with, with a phone yeah, with, a, with, a, with a microphone plugged into a phone yeah no i mean we, we we started the show not knowing if anyone would want to listen to it 
Um, a few people have, amazingly enough, some for, for years, which is even more amazing. But our, our, our goal when we started this was, was to do things that we found interesting that we thought others would find it just interesting. And so we're going to keep doing that. We just might be doing it a little differently than you've seen us do in the past. We're going to do it with fake accents and <laughs> hats. We're going to do crazy hats. Every episode <laughs> is going to be a different hat. I'm going to wear like a bunny hat and like a top hat. It's going to be a lot of fun. It, it, it'll be something. <laughs> no, there's still going to be barbecue. That, you know, Obviously, that's always going to be a part of who we are and what we do. That's not going to stop. But it's going to expand. It's going to change a little bit, and that's okay. Let's. Well, let's... we hope. Yeah, I mean, the, this is the plan. So <laughs> this you know, is, this is the plan. Yeah. And, yeah. and as Brian knows, I'm a pain in the ass when I get an idea. So it's probably at least to some extent going to happen if we don't die or go broke first, um, or both. Or both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could happen. You know, at the same time. But one of the things that we want to do more is we want to we want to travel some places that we haven't traveled to, and we want to eat some things that may not be barbecue. Because there's, <gasps> I know, I know, it's amazing. But th- there's a lot of stories in the culinary world. Yeah, it's kind world. of what we've found is like th- this this passion for food and cooking. And, and it's and no for surprise. The and yeah, for and the, the people. people in like, it. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, okay. And, and Annalise wasn't the first, maybe, but it was a prime example of yes. somebody that is is so interesting right and, and, and so impactful and we talked about this at Shawai and Corey and, yes, and I mean yes. there's the, the list goes on and, on and this is just scratching the surface right I mean honestly it really really is because we've been so barbecue focused we've only been able to have you know these hit and miss experiences here and there but we want to have more of them and we want to share them and we want to bring them to you and we think that we can and we hope that you trust us enough at this point if you've if you followed along for 200 plus episodes of us talking about this shit hopefully we've got a little credibility at this I mean, point think that, of it as a podcast sausage <laughs> <laughs> but but at this point it's kind of what our focus is for 24 we're going to have some barbecue episodes we're going to have some non barbecue topics there's going to be some people that we have on the show that might ha- seem to have much of anything to do with barbecue, and that's okay. I think we're going to try to connect it via fire. Yes, that that is the, kind the of the concept is that it's all going to. I mean, our goal, if we can, if we're successful at this, you'll be able to see the connection of how all of these are together, and it's all tied by that primal instinct of food and fire. Yeah, and. and and it's funny because not to not to get too philosophical on any of this because we're a couple of bourbons in, but a couple. It's <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's one of the things that's kind of driven us from from day one, and it's one of the things that we when we talked about what is American food, and and the one common thread through through America is food cooked by fire. Whether that was the indigenous that were cooking whole animals and 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 vegetables and all sorts of things in the ground. <clears throat> you had the enslaved people who were cooking, you know, different meats and different whole animals in the ground as well. I mean, it's just it's been a common thread in cuisine in this country for for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not just unique to barbecue. You know, East Coast, West Coast, you know, Canada, Alaska, Latin America, and 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 beyond. Now we're not we're not going outside of the U.S. this year. Not that we know of. Uh, we unless don't you, think so. Yeah, unless you want to give us a check. Um, <laughs> but but that is what we want to do is expand that that love that we have that is so primal with seasonings and meat and fire. I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, the, maybe 
maybe you can tell, I mean, well, you, you talked about it with uh, the hog in the Bronx, but like for me, it was like Manolo, yeah. who Colombian, and he's got a way of cooking his food, and it comes from literally the streets of Colombia. Right. Well, this man, Angel, the, the Lechonera La Piranha right. in, in the Bronx, this man paid for his trailer with money he got working at Ground Zero and has d- dedicated his weekends to cooking with fire. Wouldn't you guys like to hear that story? Because I, mean, I would. How amazing yeah. is that? Yeah. I mean, that that's incredible. And there are more stories like that. This is one out of a thousand stories, probably. And this is just the one we know. Right. Right. Yeah, but we want to know more of them, and we want to share more of them, and so and that's that's where you that's guys why might we've even come our in. GoFundMe. Too. That's right. Yes, here's our GoFundMe. <laughs> yes. If you'd like to, do it. no, 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 yeah. not yet. Our maybe. Patreon, yes. our OnlyFans. <laughs> you might. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but but yes, if, if you guys have it, you know if any of what we're saying makes any sense to you at this point. Um, if you have ideas, if you're saying, yes. oh, well, this is a person you should talk to. Please, this is a place yes. you should go to. Open the doors for us. Open it. We are absolutely open to trying any of these well, places easy, that you man. have. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> any of these places that you have. Now, if the food's terrible, we'll never listen to you again. Right. But uh, but no, we, we want to try these places. Like I said, Texas obviously is easiest for us to navigate through. But we are going to do some travel this year. Well, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. Because those cultures and and history aren't solely located in Texas. Right. And and again, and and some some of these stories and some of these experiences might not be best told through an audio format. And so you might get it in different formats from us. What? You might. What? I said might. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. But again, we're changing both, you know, growing fatter, <laughs> older, <Yeah. laughs> all the above. But my doctor said I cannot grow anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we want to keep bringing you stories, barbecue and otherwise. If you if you think help that, us help you help us help you for twenty cents a day <laughs> for the price <laughs> of a of cup a, of not even a cup of coffee. No, <laughs> no, a cup of air. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but but no. Seriously, if you know people. If you if you know, understand what we're talking about, if you, if you're getting the hint, you know, absolutely feel free to reach out to us. Touch us in the way that you can the best, and help us open these doors to this. There's there's a whole world out there that is going to be so cool to go down. Yeah, and it's gonna we're again we're gonna we it needs to involve fire at some level. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be you know low and slow. It can be direct heat. It can be directly over a campfire it can be in the ground all of those those historical types of cooking right um, but but there's plenty of it here in the u.s that we want to explore and we want to like how does that culture weave itself not into the barbecue necessarily but into the food right yeah it's again it's stories that we we think are interesting it's people and and, and that's not to say we don't want to talk to the quote-unquote famous people you might think of but at the end of the day, those people have had their tor- story told many times. It, it's the places that that you think or that that stand out to you of like, oh, this place has has always you know meant a lot to our family because we've gone to this place for celebrations since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the place that's been on Chef's Table or the you know or or name whatever famous show. Like we're willing to to try the hole in the wall place. We want to Squid try game. the hole in the wall have place. To be on Squid Game. No, it doesn't have to be on Netflix or any of those things, yeah. but. But but if they pay us enough, no, um, it's no. It's, Hi Netflix. Hi Netflix. Yeah. If you want to, uh... no, and and I mean, you know, I, we're we're dragging this out probably far too long. But um, a, again, 
you know, El Pasito was one of those experiences yes, that we absolutely. would love to tell the story to everybody. The the place is just the walls ooze with stories and history and there's there's like like Andrew said there's a thousand of those places yeah. that that haven't been overdone yes by social media and that's perfect and it's okay if to a certain extent that you know we're not going to be the first at every place we go to no that's but fine we, but we're we want those that, real yeah. authentic experiences that that people are doing the things because of their history and their passion and the connection to their culture and then how can we talk about it yeah so, so and that, eat it too and, and of course yeah, eat, yeah, it. eat it I, but it, that's it i mean that's it guys that's that's kind of what our targets are for next year we're gonna we're gonna try hard to to get you as many of those interesting stories as we can it may take us a little longer to get them because we want to tell them in a, in a different way than just a we rush to your restaurant eat in freaking 10 right. minutes and sit down for 30 minutes and then go on to the next restaurant that's the thing that we've noticed the most like it takes in and i mean again places like our rio rio Grande valley trips and even the barbecue pachanga it takes a day or two in one location at least. Right. And that's where you start to really absorb it. You and get the essence of what's yeah. going on. Yeah. You start to get to know the people at least a little bit and they get to know you. And so, I mean, that's that's kind of our focus. So I'm not going to tell you we're going to have 20 episodes of Tales next year, 5, 10. I don't know. We don't know. No. And, and again, Andrew said it already. We're going to do a balance. We're still going to do barbecue. Of course. Podcast stuff. Yes. But we want to do some of these things that are, are barbecue adjacent, if you will. Yeah, so thank you for trusting us this far. Hopefully you trust us a little further. Thank you to everyone that's been on the show this year. It's been such an incredible year with such amazing guests. And and please do, um, it's been a little while since we've asked for this, but on iTunes or whatever you listen to us, please go review us, give us a rating. That helps create our show, have a little bit more popularity, a little bit more reach. That's all going to help us achieve this this thing that we want to bring to you. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for following along. Thank you for supporting our sponsors this year. Zavala's Barbecue Distribution has been an amazing sponsor for us this year. We've been so happy to partner with them. Go get your BBQ Distro box. That's bbqdistro.com slash tails. Sign up. Get ready for the 2024 boxes coming out because the Zavala's team has a bunch of exciting stuff in the works for the next year. And you guys have a safe, happy, healthy new year. Support your favorite local restaurants, yes. barbecue and otherwise. Support your favorites, and we will talk with you next time. Out. <laughs>